the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Today is uh, an anniversary of sorts, a happy anniversary. One year ago today, one year ago today, at a Virginia gubernatorial debate, Terry McAuliffe, in response to Glenn Youngkin, the then running hopelessly behind Republican candidate in Virginia, which Joe Biden won by 12 points the year before in the presidential election, Glenn Youngkin was talking about a parent's bill of rights and that parents should be able to understand what their kids are being taught academically and that parents were not wrong to go to school board meetings and push back against the transgender ideology out there because in the Loudoun County schools, a student, a girl, had been raped by a transgender girl, which is to say a boy. And Yunkin was saying, you know, we got to empower parents to be able to look into these kinds of things and protect their kids. And Terry McAuliffe said one simple sentence that birthed not just the election of Glenn Yunkin, but gave Republicans a blueprint that if only they don't get distracted by Miralago and other nonsense, but stay focused on Parents, kids, and education, Republicans should dominate in the midterms. And that sentence from Terry McAuliffe was, I don't think parents should be telling teachers what they should teach. I don't think parents should be telling teachers what they should teach. And parents across Virginia, across the United States were like, what? No, we should be able to tell teachers what they should teach. And this has sparked... A debate around our country. And we got a lot of people. Time Magazine just wrote a cover piece on this. You know, parents should be involved grudgingly, but teachers are the experts, and you should listen to what teachers say need to be taught. Well, no. A lot of water has gone under that bridge since Terry McAuliffe said, I don't think teachers should be telling, I don't think parents should be telling teachers what they should teach. We have had the Department of Justice label parents who went to school board meetings domestic terrorists. And they coordinated that attack with the National School Boards Association, from which several states have now dropped out, because they do believe parents should have some input in telling teachers what they should teach. We have seen innumerable TikTok videos of teachers with transgender flags and gay pride flags. We have had teachers in Hilliard wearing I'm safe badges, with the transgender flag on it. Oh, a lot of water has gone under that bridge. And a lot of water is going to continue to go under that bridge because the one thing you cannot get between in this life is a parent and their child. We have seen the state of Arizona pass into law the most comprehensive school choice bill in the country. 
Hopefully here in Ohio, a similar bill, the backpack bill, will eliminate the income restrictions on the state giving students a portion, not all, but a portion of the funding that now goes to the public school district in which they reside, whether they go to the public school or not. I reside in a public school district. That district gets a lot of money from the state of Ohio for my two kids who don't even darken the door of any building in that district because I pay out of my own pocket for them to go to a Christian school, a private Christian school, where I don't have to, hopefully, ever worry about woke nonsense. So you would think that because all this has happened in the past year, that teachers' unions would get the message. But of course, no, they are committed to their crazed ideology. And the very president of the Loudoun County, Virginia Teachers' Union was on a recent John Stossel podcast. You remember Stossel from 2020 on ABC? Mr. Consumer Affairs guy? Stossel asking this Virginia teacher about competition in schools, charter schools, private schools, competition. Competition makes you better, right? We're all told that competition will make you better. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Competition makes you better. John Stossel voiced this opinion to the teacher, basically saying, what are you afraid of? What are you, what are you guys afraid of in the public school teachers' unions? Why are you afraid of charter schools? Why are you afraid of people going to private schools? Why are you afraid of the backpack bill? Why are you afraid of the bill in Arizona? Why are you afraid of competition? Doesn't competition make you better? Mm, listen. Why not trust the parents to decide what's best for their kids? What you're doing is you're incentivizing a lack of collaboration. If I'm competing directly against you, then I have a vested interest in doing better than you. But isn't that good? Not in education. Huh? If I'm incentivized to do better than you... I got to hear that again. Why not trust the parents to decide what's best for their kids? What you're doing is you're incentivizing a lack of collaboration. If I'm competing directly against you, then I have a vested interest in doing better than you. But isn't that good? Not in education. I don't get where he's coming from, but I shouldn't get where he's coming from because where he's coming from is a position of lunacy. I mean... Uh, this is nuts. Why is there a waiting list of 2,000 students to get into KIPP on the city's east side? Because it's a charter school where kids, what, wear uniforms and have discipline and, oh, by the way, learn. They actually learn. Why do you think there is a waiting list? Because parents at that school want their kids to learn. Now, look, if you are a parent, and you are looking for a place where your kids will have discipline, will not have wokeness crammed down their throat, then you should mark tomorrow night on your calendar, September the 29th, 7 p.m., the Owl Meeting Room in the Old Worthington Library, 820 High Street. Why? My friends at Columbus Classical Academy will be holding a kindergarten curriculum hour with the academic dean. I think that's no it's no it's a CCA information night. That the the academic dean thing with the kindergarten is coming in October. I'll tell you about that when that happens. But tomorrow night, if you're somebody you heard Dan Gibson the headmaster for Columbus Classical Academy here on the show a couple weeks ago, 
This grew out of, what did this grow out of, Columbus Classical Academy? It's a Hillsdale College curriculum school starting next year, K through 8. What did it grow out of? It grew out of, it grew out of, what I would say is the transformational moment here in charting a course for the Bruce Hooley Show. Back when the two moms, courageous, in it for their kids, moms, saw what was being crammed down their kids' throats at Columbus Academy, said, we're paying thirty grand a year for our kids to find out they're oppressors? For our kids to find out they're oppressed? We're paying thirty grand a year for this? This is nuts. And they pushed back. And out of that, bad things come from bad experiences, but also sometimes good things come from bad experiences. You don't know what better friends you'll make. You don't know what better things you'll stumble onto when you have the courage to stand up against this nonsense. And there's so much nonsense, so much error, so much evil. In our schools, these two moms started a revolution And you can hear more about what results from it. Columbus Classical Academy Information Night. Tomorrow night, Owl Meeting Room, Old Worthington Library, 820 High Street, 7 p.m. Okay, so this Loudon teacher, he's afraid of competition. You can hear he's afraid of competition, and he should be afraid of competition because the numbers are in. The numbers are in in the state of Ohio. The latest batch of state test results. Remember I told you? Columbus City Schools graded the lowest grade possible in teaching kids how to read and write and in graduating from high school. Those are two pretty intertwined concepts. If you can't read and write in elementary school, probably not going to graduate. The latest batch of state test results show that just 49% of young Ohioans passed the school algebra test in the spring of 2022. Less than half. You get tested on algebra after your freshman year. What was the rate before the pandemic? 61%. So we've had a 10% drop-off. What do you think the percentage of proficiency is in the Columbus City Schools? Mm, Stand by, I'll give it to you next. Well, Mike DeWine is trending on Twitter, which, what do you think? Does Mike DeWine have Twitter? I bet not. I bet Mike DeWine does not even know that he's trending on Twitter. Now, trending on Twitter uh, is supposed to be an organic experience. It's supposed to be like, oh, this happened, and look, everybody's talking about it. Everybody's talking about the Nord Stream 2 pipeline being blown up. Everybody's talking about Hurricane Ian. Uh, Hurricane Ian is trending. Miles Garrett, the Browns' defensive end, is trending because he flipped his Porsche The Kremlin, officials claiming victory in Ukraine annexation vote. That's trending. And all across the world, one other thing is trending in Ohio, Mike DeWine. Now, why would Mike DeWine be trending in Ohio? Because there is obviously a concerted effort by leftists to pressure Mike DeWine into debating Nan Whaley. Now, they are saying that uh, it's disrespectful of Mike DeWine not to debate Nan Whaley because... She is the first woman ever nominated for governor of the state of Ohio. And the USA Today network of Ohio editorial boards, that's your uh, Columbus Dispatch and other uh, papers owned by USA Today network in Ohio, 
find it outrageous, outrageous, in fact, they say far more outrageous, DeWine's actions show contempt for the will of Ohio voters and the democratic process. A USA Today network poll shows that 84% of likely Ohio voters want candidates for the state's top political offices to face off in one-on-one debates. Yeah, I don't I don't doubt that. I would like to see uh, debates. I would like to see Tim Ryan and J.D. Vance debate. But the problem is, with a lot of these debates, who's moderating? What are their political viewpoints? Who are they going to advantage in the debate? Now, would I tell Mike DeWine, if you said to me, it's 100% in the control of Bruce Hooley, for Mike DeWine to debate Nan Whaley or not, I would say, yes, go ahead. Because in future years, if there's a Democrat who's running way ahead, and DeWine is way ahead of Nan Whaley, as he should be, I would want the Republican to have a shot at debating. I want Tudor Dixon in Michigan to have a shot at debating Gretchen Whitmer. By the way, people in Michigan, you are stupid beyond belief if you put Gretchen Whitmer. Give Gretchen Whitmer more power. Does that seem like a good idea, given how she lorded her power over you during COVID? Mm. I will not feel sorry for you if you elect that witch and put her back in the governor's mansion in Michigan. J.D. Vance, Tim Ryan, I want to see a debate, but I don't want to see Ryan advantaged in the debate by the way the Ohio Debate Commission wanted to let someone who had donated to Tim Ryan's political campaign to set up the parameters of the debate. No thanks! I have a way for DeWine to beat this. I have a foolproof way for Mike DeWine to beat this criticism from the USA Today Network. Mike DeWine should come out today and say, when it comes to debates, only to debates, but when it comes to debates, I identify as a woman. Ergo, Mike DeWine would be insulated from being criticized for not debating Nan Whaley as a man when she's the first woman nominated for the governor of the state of Ohio, I think Mike DeWine should say, when it comes to debate, I feel like a woman. Ergo, I am a woman. Therefore, you cannot beat me up for failing to debate Nan Whaley because I am a man. Because when it comes to debates, I am a woman. Brilliant. If I do say so myself, and I just did. Now, when it comes to the Ohio Senate debates... Uh, we will have two debates between Tim Ryan and J.D. Vance. The first will be October the 10th, 7 p.m., hosted by Fox 8 in Cleveland. All right, I got a friend who works for Fox 8, I think. No, maybe not. No, I think he works for the NBC affiliate up there. But I can get a scouting report on your Fox 8 political people, and I'll be able to tell you whether that's going to be fair or unfair. And then the other one will take place... At 7 p.m. October the 17th at Stambaugh Auditorium in Youngstown. That debate will be hosted and aired by a local television station, WFMJ. Now, let me say this. I remember playing audio for you from Tim Ryan when he was interviewed on WFMJ. It was a blonde woman doing the interview, and she was informed and fair, but also held Ryan accountable on his nonsense. So I have hope for that one to be at least pretty close to being fair. Now, speaking of Ryan, I've seen his latest campaign ad where he comes out like, oh, I voted with Trump on trade. I'm a big Trump trade guy. I tried to address this today on my social media. I gave you a link to a Newsweek editorial. Is Newsweek conservative? Uh, That would be a big no. 
Here's the story on Newsweek that I tweeted. Don't fall for the makeover. Tim Ryan is a liberal Democrat. Okay, so that's on my Twitter, at Hools, And I also tweeted a story from 538.com. 538.com. That's Nate Silver's site. Analytics site, down the middle site. Trends liberal, not conservative. And all you have to do, all you have to do, again, people, do your research. Knowledge is power. Just Google. Did Tim Ryan vote with Donald Trump? How often did Tim Ryan vote with Donald Trump? Because Ryan comes off like, oh, he's the biggest Trump guy in Congress. 538.com's analysis shows that Tim Ryan voted with Donald Trump 16.2% of the time. 16.2% of the time. The average amount a Democratic congressman should have voted for Trump, given Trump's support in that congressman's home district. So they have a mathematical formula. They see, how did Trump do in that district? Oh, Trump won that district. Oh, Trump was pretty popular in that district. Or Trump, oh, Trump got smacked in that district. So if you want the congressman to vote with the president in a way that mirrors how that congressperson's district voted in the 2016 presidential election, they've got a percentage for you. And 538.com's percentage is that a congressman from the Mahoning Valley, given Trump's support in the Mahoning Valley, should have voted with Donald Trump 37.1% of the time. Tim Ryan was 20% underwater in voting for Donald Trump. Ah, but it gets better. More lies from Tim Ryan. During Trump's 2018 trade war, this from the Daily Caller, Ryan claimed in a tweet that the former president's policies were wrong-headed and disastrous. Trump is turning his back on the American farmers, Ryan tweeted. We don't need a tariff war with China. We need a strategic plan that holds China accountable while cutting in American workers and businesses on the deal. Oh, wait a minute. Mr. I voted with Trump. Everything Tim Ryan says in his ads is a lie. He is not a moderate. He decidedly is not a conservative. He is not an independent. He's a politician. And what do politicians want? Power, prestige, prominence, and cash. And if you give Tim Ryan a seat in the Ohio Senate, you will have two woke Democrats. He's already said, what kind of senator will I be? Oh, I'll be like Sherrod Brown. We don't need another Sherrod Brown. We don't need the Sherrod Brown we have. Hopefully Bernie Moreno is running against Sherrod Brown in two years, and we'll knock him out of the Senate too. Could be a red wave in 2024 after a red wave in 2022. So that is uh, where we leave it. At the end of a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Uh, safety prayers to all the people in Florida, friends, family of yours. I hope they are hunkered down and ready. And we'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.